Yeah. Hey, welcome out to channel14.com's Bodega Nights. I'm Jao. On the bottom there, we have Martin. We have Norm. Uh, hey. For here, we have Dean Laurel. Dean Javi. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, he's a Dean, right? Dean. And that's you. And here we have uh, Vida, who is apparently a senior high school teacher now. Teacher from Whoa. college. No, I... I senior high school teacher. I... I have this wide range right now that I'm teaching senior high school all the way to masters. Oh, so how many, I, I, how many I'm not sure how that, that will impact my mind oh, after well. this semester. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so how many are. preps do you have for the sub? I have three. three. You are insane. What? Well, <laughs> UANP is insane <laughs> to have senior yeah. high school all the way to college. <laughs> So we're handling all of that right now. So from senior high school. They call it junior college, but it's yeah. practically senior high school. Yeah. yeah. So what subject are you handling? Uh, it's called AI. I, I, you guys went to AIS, I think, right? APS? AIS. Applied oh, AIS. Integration. No? Yeah. no. So it, uh. it was revived, but it's actually basically Project Citizen. So. Oh! Yeah, yeah I hosted some of those. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but Project Citizen in a digital way. I don't yeah, know because be. students are not allowed to. Yes. Wait, so, so that's so, so y'all put Project Citizen in senior high? Yeah, right now. All right, all right. So at least it isn't like, at least you don't have to pour through the, the, the depth ed like modules and whatnot. We or do you still have to. to do that? No, but we were under DepEd, the senior high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but then, like, have you seen their course outlines and stuff? Because, yeah, like, yeah, but this one is, a, I, I think they categorize this under the specialized track. So we're kind of free to design uh, yeah. the course itself. But yeah, um, it's, it's driving me crazy because now they're asking me, of course, to do the high school teacher stuff, like check attendance regularly. <laughs> Uh, submit <laughs> weekly reports. Oh. And I'm just like, okay. Oh and you didn't have to do that in college? We no, of didn't. course not. Yeah. Why would you have to do that in college? Are they, are they asking you for daily lesson plans? Oh, no, thankfully. Um, they're not. But <laughs> the weekly thing, and then, you know, there are parents that you have to uh, communicate many of stuff there. I, that's not, I'm not familiar with those things. I don't, I don't talk to parents, period. So it's... <laughs> It's a little. It's, it's, it's a, a little. It, yeah, it, it's yeah. everything yeah. is new for me right now. But it's interesting. I mean, I don't think I'd get the chance after this to teach senior high school. No, so I mean, it's just really more of the expediency of I've, of the pandemic. Yeah, I've, I've, I have um, taught senior high school for like two years, teaching art and design, and then like the dev ed. Like nothing, nothing about dev ed. Like they're they're trying. Okay. We, can all, yeah. we can all agree with that. They're trying. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the <laughs> yeah. requirement for arts and design, teaching like visual art was like, what is the school? And you're like, so okay. I can teach photography. So that that's my, I'll teach that. But it's like, that's not really what it's supposed to be. Yeah, there's an element of wild, wild west right now, yeah. I think, on the senior yeah. high school level. <laughs> Thank God yeah. I'm not there anymore, so. If again teaching, you know, teaching Polgov is essentially constitutional law one, where like yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's 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 a little bit crazier than when we had Polgov in college. Oh yeah, like thinking think about Polgov it, or you know, <laughs> Polgov in college was easy, dude. It was just like yeah, it it was just articles, Quan, article six, seven, and eight of the constitution. But then like now they're telling you to include uh, political ideologies. They're telling you to include all sorts of. Ooh. 
Yeah. So so now I have to talk about conservatism and like liberalism and all of that stuff, and then lead that into talking about the Philippine experience, and then talk about local government. Like, how am I supposed to do that in like three months? And <laughs> and, and with college age kids, deba right? parang. I don't know how Paul Gov has has changed now, uh, pero I it's remember the same as uh, the same as uh, what Jao uh, described. But we creatively renamed it Paul Thought and Governance. We're very creative. Ah, combined. Okay, okay, Paul yeah, good. Yeah, because, good. I, because, good. because I remember. <laughs> because I remember that being two separate classes when yeah, we were in college. Yeah, it's now yes. com- it's now combined basically as well how you described it. So oh, from so ideology, two classes in this in, in in the same short of. Time span of, yeah, like, and because months. we have and because we have a law program now, majority of SLG, those who teach yeah. it are actually lawyers. lawyers. So I'm not, yeah. So it's like those 18 year olds are experiencing law. That kind of mastery. Style oh. of, of it. <laughs> it's it's yeah. It's pretty cool though, like with the with, with the index cards and everything. Like I, I yeah, they do. They do have. So I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm I'm just thankful I'm no longer the student. No, so I think I'm going to. So bad. I do that with my Polgo of kids. Eh? Index cards. Oh, Mr. So and so. Really? You don't know? Okay. <laughs> uh, I feel like I, uh, that could be like a thing that Zoom can move yeah. into or whatever. Parang instead of a, a physical like index card, you'd have like a roulette. <laughs> and then somebody would just be front and center randomly, like, okay, what do you know about the subject so far? You pin well, their actually, like, it's not off. You pin their video. <laughs> it's, become, it's become a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. It's become a little bit easier because what I have is not You're like this is gonna be your discussion, like ruleta. Ruleta. <laughs> 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 I, have, I, have, I have class list now during the pandemic, but but a class list, and then I have like a random number generator like around here. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> For you to have that. <laughs> Number yeah, thirty-five. <laughs> like, right, right. Number class number seventeen. <laughs> and they're not traumatized by that. What? I hope you don't get extra anxiety now. Why are you traumatizing your students, man? It's I know. Rough. What did what what did I do to you? I mean, that's <laughs> very nice to you in class, Joe. <laughs> it was when I don't know when. Whenever you'd have like recitation and stuff, and nobody else could answer, you'd go to me. Exactly. Yeah, but that's because I knew you had the answer to the question. Not because I was cruel to you. Those are the ones. Those are always like the hardest questions. Oh my god! That wait. Always end up being asked to me because nobody else can answer them. Yes, Abby. Dean, Abby. Yes, Mister. Yes, Laurel. Mister Dean Laurel. Laurel. Has raised his hand. Vida has never been my. Teacher. Yeah, no, no, you weren't. Whoa. I've been in U. I was in U. for six years, uh, five years. Never five been years. my professor. Oh. But I think because by the time I went to Paul Echo, shifted, you were already in your third year, probably. Well, always mm-hmm. been humanities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're. You were heard, a year I, above I, me. I always heard your name, like with all the Jiao and all of them. But like yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was Vida in. Uh, oh no, maybe because I think you were the batch. No, you were the batch that I. I think nag umalis ako ng UANP. I left UANP for a bit, so I think that's why. Everyone assumed that that I knew you. 
We kind of we, well, it's a small community, so we uh, kind of all know each other. Unlike now, no, it's like, and when you've so got big. you know educators of the same level of awesome, they just you assume they vibe. <laughs> Those are the Sumpson. So that's the hypothesis right now, Mr. Ten. You can't be the student anymore. You don't have to suck up. Oh, nah. <laughs> yes, man. How many points still count, man? Through <laughs> all no. levels. Maybe Norman is uh, no, is scared that I'll ask him to do magic again in class or something. Oh, Wait, you did no. magic? Mr. Tan. <laughs> I, oh wow, this is new. If you, I couldn't answer her questions, and I had to like do magic. But <laughs> well, it was entertaining. It was. It was. My favorite part was like after school because when we had Miss Vita as a teacher, we it was in the middle of the two thousand what eight election yeah, with uh, Obama yeah. and McCain. I think so. Yeah. Ah, like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, right it, right now, it's, I think, more interesting because of Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, <laughs> you know, we have very little time to discuss it. You know, it's yeah. like everyone is exhausted after their three-hour class. So it's... Well, he's an asshole, so... <laughs> That's it, actually. <laughs> though, though I will say that Donald Trump, I really do think he's like a social media savant or something. Oh, he is. He, he knows how like, to. It's... He knows how to work people. He, he's like a wrestler. Like he tweets something bad and oh, no, you can't. Oh, how dare you? We will cancel you. Like, you know what? I guess this is, oh, yeah. This is how he earned this uh, WWE Hall of Fame ring, I guess. <laughs> he was in the WWE for a while, Liva. Right? Yeah. Uh, his uh, Trump beat. Plaza hosted hmm. two WrestleManias and uh, he like uh, shaved the head of Vince McMahon bald because. Uh, Bobby Lashley won for him, and that's where it all really began for Donald Yo, Trump's uh, presidency run. Yeah, our yeah. dean has a question, dude. Uh, oh yes, Mister. Because okay. I was like, oh, Donald Trump, man, it's the effect of social media, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just the effect of social media. Actually, Donald Trump is quite interesting because um, I have two preps this ter- uh, this semester: media and information literacy and Volgov. Oh. Right. So, in the person of Donald Trump, there is so much to talk like about, Deba. Like questions about the separation of powers, how the U.S. system is different to the system of the Philippines, but then at the same time, the fact that he's a bit of a social media savant. Like, um, uh, when, when they were when they were talking about stimulus, right? They their their legislature passed the stimulus bill, ended up on his desk for like approval or veto. Yeah. Then what he does is pardons everybody that probably shouldn't have been pardoned. And then says he's going to veto the bill. So, like, the whole internet explodes talking about how he's going to veto the bill and not talk about all of those egregious, like, pardons that he just made for, you know, all of those people that covered everything up for him. So it's like, this guy's good. Yeah, and, and, and he knows that for many people, there's already a Pavlovian response to to whatever he says. So <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's... <laughs> You know, when he when he tweets, everyone is going to react. So I think pretty much similar here also. You know, they kind of know how to 
to distract the people because you have this yeah you have this issue and then Duterte is going to talk about something about women of course it's going to um, create yeah trigger a lot of people so a lot of things are forgotten you know so so but yeah the difference is that I think Trump has a control he knows what he's doing on social media of course President Duterte is not social media savvy Mm. So he has a team no, behind it. Um, so that's why I think Trump is a lot more into. You're right. No, I agree with you. He's a lot more interesting in that way. What do you think mm. of like him, like all the social media platforms banning him recently? Yeah. And how does that like work with like his uh, uh, savantness? I would say because that's how he would like. Um, how would he would like? get his message across is like social media, Twitter and all of that. But like now everything he's banned with every platform. Like, so what do you think of that? <laughs> you know, of question, Jow, you take this one. He's, uh, I, but I know those, those, those social media platforms are all well within the rights to do that. It's just kind of, it's, it's just kind of interesting. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting in the, in that, um, if, this were anybody else, there would have been an outcry about free speech. Yeah. But there because is, it's incited. But then, no. you know, but then because it's Donald Trump, it's like the collective internet has celebrated, which is, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the, these, yeah. these private companies are well within their rights to do that. But at the same time, one can't help but feel like if this had happened to a more popular figure, there would have been an outcry about free speech. To counter your free speech argument, um, he had the freedom beforehand. It's just a consequence of the abuse of that freedom. Yeah, but then... You can't have pure free speech without the consequence. And the consequence was after the riots, they, they banned him. So... Yeah, yeah, but what's it shouldn't have um, for the greater which, good, Jao. Which brings up another question good. about which brings up another question about the social greater good being <laughs> arbiters of free speech. Okay, uh, but, but the thing is, is social media. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Martin. First, yeah. uh, here's the interesting thing: they there are people, certain relatives, that are saying it's a uh, you know outcry of freedom of speech of Trump. I'm like. No, it, Twitter is a... I can't believe I'm defending Twitter. Of all things. Of all things! Okay? Can't believe this. But Twitter is in its right. Like Zhao says, it's a private company. There are terms and conditions. You know, that long thing you guys will have to read before you sign up. That, that nobody does. Read, that nobody yeah. reads. Yeah. Nobody reads, by the way. So, that you sign up, there is a person there that does give the ownership of the social media platform the right to ban certain users. Yeah. Mm. So here's the interesting tweet I found. Um, Those who are something along the lines of those who are decrying Trump's ban on Twitter of freedom of speech, think of Twitter as that uh, Christian bakery not giving a uh, cake to the uh, gay couple. So when I saw that, I'm like, so you admit the bakery did have the right to refuse service. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Supreme <laughs> so, Court, yeah, I mean, the Supreme Court agreed to it. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, so I think that the point there is that legally, no, um, it's well within their rights. And I think people forget that Twitter, Facebook, they're not the state. No? Yeah, and the yeah. First Amendment, the right to freedom of expression is directed towards the state, 
not creating laws that will impinge, no? that will impede the right of the people to, to speak. So you are taking away a platform, but Trump is free to talk. Yeah. So he's, he's not going to jail. He's not being given a gag order by Congress to actually say anything. So I think, I think this is where when we talk about the legality, it's quite clear. No? But of course, the impact can be a little bit disconcerting because if it's not the president, no, um, or if it's it's not somebody so powerful, no, the implications are severe, of course, for us regular people. No, how we can even fight back, quote unquote. Uh, Trump. Trump tr- yeah. Like, Sorry. US, even first Filipinos were not even U.S. citizens. Like, yeah, that's yeah. true. No, are, like, different. Very different. Um, and in the case of the Philippines, no, we unlike Twitter, no, we are more Facebook people. I mean, the the, the data is quite clear that we're using uh, Facebook more. No, um, but the disconcerting impact on that, no, uh, for me, the the I, the problem there is that for Facebook in the Philippines, it has become our go-to for many things: yes. uh, news, communication. Um, many public and private schools teachers actually use the platform uh, yeah. for education. So I think the impact is a lot more serious for us in that sense because we have less uh, ways to, to, to use alternative means. Trump can create his own channel, can create his own app because he's rich, you know, but for, for everyone else, that's different. So. Yeah, actually, that's something that uh, that's something that's been bothering me for quite a while now. Um, talking specifically about how uh, Facebook is de facto becoming a public service, yeah, right, and how it isn't because of their terms of service. Yeah. So, na, are you saying, Chow, that there should be a public online platform? Sponsored by the state for <laughs> Aren't there? That would be interesting. They also have social media accounts, these verified be... government agencies. That, that, that would be that would be <laughs> that, would, that, that would be interesting. Not not necessarily controlled by the state though. Um sort of like the internet how it once was. The where okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Free, free and open. Like you know, when you had like message boards and whatever oh man i miss where message it boards. was you know literally like sitting on a server somewhere oh, and man. somebody could just like yeah put up their own G? Like, everybody has a forum somewhere yeah, for their niche interest. forum easy boards pro yeah. boards club like, forums <laughs> like that, yeah, that would be uh, that, that would be a lot nicer because um that the same as like having like chat groups and like Facebook groups, yeah. Yahoo groups. No, because not 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 really, um, because of it being Facebook, right? Um, mm-hmm. Let's. How do we how do we put this? Like, um, theoretically, everything else like they're no longer just hosts. In other words, no. I think the old the web 1.0. You know, you have a. Yeah. A website that hosts different boards, and yeah. for different board, you have different rules. I mean, different yeah. tolerance levels. Yes. I think the closest we have right now to that one is still 4chan. It's the remnant of the past. <laughs> Reddit. Uh, you know, I remember Reddit because like, is a lot more yeah. conscious about censorship, but 4chan mm-hmm. really has. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for better or for like, worse, uh, it's 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 really. Mm. 
as as libertarian as you can get, I guess. Yeah, and I remember like. Although I hesitate. Like, I was just gonna say, there's a lot of people spamming or flooding Sorry. threads, and these are like forms that are like from private companies, um, not so moderated, like AXN. I'm sorry if I'm yeah. showing my age here. Like MTV forums, MTV forums. Like <laughs> the same user floods and floods. We're yes. like, wait, where's that thread I was discussing about? You know, Highlander or or <laughs> what's that? Or, or wrestling? No, AXN. Yeah. Show me WWF, and they never did. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, go on, go on, go on. I'm good. <laughs> Well, no, I was just going to say, I, I hesitate to use the word censorship because that's something that's directed, again, to the state. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If, if, we're being, if, we're being technical, if we're being technical about it. So, I don't know. You know. I guess, in, sorry, go ahead. No, I just think that the irony is that Web 1.0 is precisely supposed to be to diffuse information, to democratize, I think. Ideally, yeah. for those who idealize the internet, that was how they saw it. No, but we're actually in so many ways reverting back to a television type of information where it's really one, one way, which is, I think, yeah. the irony of having a more democratized internet. We have more access, but we're less and less about content creation for ourselves. And actually, we ended up really more consuming because of Facebook more than any mm. other platform. No? So. Well, I don't know. There are two and on this end. Like I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds on this because, um, on the one hand, it could be a, a result of um, there being too much information out there and having that defaulting to whatever is the default. I, I can't remember what the psychological term is, decision fatigue or something. But then the other thing that makes it a lot more like TV is the presence of an algorithm that yeah. feeds you with stuff that you supposedly want to see so even if i wanted the internet to be the way it was i couldn't because facebook youtube and all of these other algorithm-based sort of services tell me what they think i want to see yeah and more and 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 a really interesting thing is there is a sort of radicalization that happens as a result of these um as a result of these algorithms so like if you go on to YouTube and start looking up stuff about agnosticism, you're going to end up with stuff about atheism. If you look up stuff about vegetarianism, you're going to end up with stuff about <laughs> veganism, yeah. right? Like it, there is like this hardcoreization, and you know, if if you start looking up stuff about like Christianity, you're gonna end up wanting to convert to the Greek Orthodox, right? Like, you know, and, yeah, um, yeah. I have to interject as well. And aside from the algorithms that you're searching, it's also like country specific. So right now I'm on YouTube and all the things I'm seeing here are in Portuguese. But this is the same account that Zhao has right now, this Zhao 14. So if he checks his YouTube, I'm betting what you're seeing is like local Pinoy vloggers with the laugh tracks every other second. Oh, God. I have a question about like, Oh, what you guys were saying, but like, it's more interesting. Like, Jao, go, go on YouTube. Portuguese. Is it in Filipino or Portuguese? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, because... a, it's, it's the Filipino stuff. It's the Filipino ah, stuff. 
See, even so though we're like, on the same account. My, my, my yeah, this is like the algorithm of location, and yeah. this is where it gets troubling sometimes. Like, it's location specific, but what does that imply? It means that we should live. be sponsored by NordVPN. <laughs> NordVPN. NordVPN. <laughs> Channel14.com. <laughs> but because we're not sponsored by NordVPN, we have to ask our listeners, readers, viewers ah, to click to subscribe on our channel somewhere. Please subscribe. Somewhere down like below. <laughs> Thanks I for listening this... to us on Spotify. You know, guys, this we is have where a I need to open up. We need just a few more followers. Come on, guys. What? Give us our go. For what? We what? are here for the goal of 69 subscribers. We just need three more. We have 66 subscribers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we keep, we keep uh, unfollowing so that we, get, we have a yes. stable of 69. <laughs> so uh, we just need three of you guys to subscribe. And if you're the 70th, we'll just delete you from our subscription. <laughs> Okay, we just need There's to only 69 slots ever. Okay. We're just asking for three more. Javi right. is the 66 <laughs> subscriber, so we need the 67, yeah. 8, and 69. I told it's simple. It's simple. I'm like, we need three more. I'm like, I I'm like, what number am I? He's like, 66. Uh, cool. 66. Cool. <laughs> you subscribed a few months ago? I think that was before Christmas. Yeah. 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 I, I can't get the notifications anymore. <laughs> Keep taking names and keeping dates of everybody that subscribes. Yes. <laughs> The complete uh, CD collection of Radio Norm seasons one to three. <laughs> seasons one to three. <laughs> or your personal copy of Philosophy. <laughs> Philosophy. Of <your> choice. <laughs> uh, so my question, my question is, um, you, you guys were we were talking about like the um, algorithms of YouTube and you know like, other sites. Talk about like. Oh my god, yeah. Like you, know, like you talk about like, oh, I want to watch shoes. So you Google Nike. Mm. And then like when you go on Facebook, all the Nike. ads are all Nike, Nike shoes. My question is, what's so bad about that? Sometimes it gets wrong. It's, like what, I can scroll on my Facebook right I mean, now. For some reason, there's a uh, latex cat suit when I'm just checking out Genshin Impact or like these mm-hmm. weird anime, you know, these weird mm-hmm. anime statues that's like, hentai? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no, all that disturbing shit. <laughs> the algorithm is not fixed. The algorithm is somewhat broken and it needs fixing. <laughs> it's all right, Martin. We accept you either way. Thank you. Yeah, if, but if, still. <laughs> if I, if I accept that, um, yeah, if I accept that algorithm, that algorithm is about market research. For me, it's I have very little background on market research. I worked a little bit on that one. It's never neutral. It's never neutral. It's always looking for that what we used to refer. I don't know how it's called now as aspirational. It's very psychological. It's yeah. it's Carl Jung. So it kind of on a, on a, on a. I would say a little bit of a more sinister approach. It preys on your weakness. It does. It does. So, so what is wrong with that is is that, well, number one, bef- I don't want to go philosophical, but it as what Jao would say, you no, know, it can lead and it has led to to radicalization for for many people. And we're not just talking about MAGA versus conservative uh, versus uh, you know progressives, but it's just that we are more aware of it now. But 
yeah, we have to be reminded of the fact that even Islamic radicalization, okay, it, it, it happens a lot on the internet. So it's just mm-hmm. that, yeah, so it's been going around for about since 2000, early, mid 2000s. So it's not so much that the algorithm itself is sinister, but uh, we, it's really more of, of we have to be careful about it. But I think the other question that imply, is implied there is, is there a responsibility for the big tech you know, to, to, to stop those things from happening? You know? If they're not the government, no and we are, yeah, if we're reiterating that they're not government, do they also have the responsibility to actually uh, think about the common good? So I think those are, yeah. yeah. And that is the question that I have been wrestling with for the past like 10 years. Did someone say wrestling? <laughs> wrestling. What? <laughs> because we can't we can't treat them as, as the state and then expect them also to not behave like the state. No? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, so so those are I think you're right. No, it's a question I don't think anyone can answer at the moment. But yeah, it's it's we constantly have to I think open the discussion to that one. Yeah. It's the, the irony of social media. Like we say, government seems to be like doing big brother stuff at us, you know, invading our privacy, like the FBI. And here you are having TikTok or having Facebook. You're getting zucked. We volunteer our information. <laughs> we volunteer our information. <laughs> but then the difference with that, the, the, the difference, I guess, between like the state and say like Facebook is with, uh, with Facebook, we theoretically have a choice. Yeah. Whereas when, when it comes to the state, this is whether we like it or not. Yeah. An institution that we are kind of forced to partake in. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they take the edge off by saying that it is us that form the state because we, the sovereign Filipino people, you know, do (laughs) the preamble. (laughs) But but at the end of the the day, this is still like an entire system that we can't just opt out of in the same way that Mm. we can Mm -hmm. say like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not using Friendster anymore. I'm going to this Facebook thing. Friendster. Oh, Multiply na man. Yeah. There's that there's that there's that uh, utopia in between, yeah. no face of multiply. No. I, I love yeah. multiply that you can like upload marketplace music there. Marketplace, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a marketplace for a while, huh? Well, and then yeah. it was too soon. It was too soon for its it time. Soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. It could have been. It it was the proto Etsy when it was a marketplace, huh? Facebook basically took what Multiply was planning and just applied it to now with Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Right. Wow. Like, talking um, about Facebook, so, like, so, they're just a service, right? They're just a service, and it's not public service. I think. Yeah, it's not a public service, but it is a question of, there's only so many services, and, there, uh-huh. and none of them are, and all of them are privately owned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, parang, the, there is that conflict of interest with providing you access to that service while also maintaining profitability. And, and that goes back down to it's, it's a privately owned company and it, it, it's not obligated to give you whatever you want. It's just milking you for profits. Right? And, and we yeah. hope we get entertainment in exchange. 
We're renting. Yeah, we're renting. We're renting a space. We're renting a space to be entertained. Diba? Space, we're paying cable TV prices with our data for for being yeah, so, entertained. And that is like so. Why, why? If you were complaining about like bad service of like example, like let's say Netflix, why pay for Netflix if you're complaining about it? Then stop yeah. paying. Yeah. But there's a customer service option that you can complain to Netflix and other providers. I mean, that's that. that, that that's the thing. That's and there's the hope that it imp- the hope that it improves. And that's J- Javi was just pointing out the difference between the state and the Facebook, right? All oh, right, right. Now you can opt out. If you don't like it. Why are you paying for it? But gusto mo pala kahit kahit edi. Your, your problem, do what you want because the pirate is free you are a pirate I just I just realized I just realized uh, that like the music industry um, is doing the same uh, went through the same thing that like the film industry and the TV industry are going through now where in the day it's it's like the music industry is a step ahead um is this the one you mentioned during uh, what greg and ian were mentioning in their episode the spotify thing and content creation which everybody should check out by now everybody everybody should check that out that was a pretty good episode um no it it was uh there was that whole like napster limewire thing and then you know they sort of managed to deal with that and then all of a sudden you started having various streaming services that yeah like your spotify's your app music mm-hmm. your whatever's and you started having more and more of these um platform exclusive releases right and then the internet dealt with it through piracy and now this is a lot more like everybody can get pretty much whatever they want subject yeah, to piracy for like more than like 15 20 years yeah yeah but then like you know i I would assume that music piracy went down when you know apple music came out or when 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 itunes came out and then um when it started becoming exclusive again and spotify came out and everything was suddenly available piracy of music went down again for like a a, um, startup like band to like put music out now than it was before i mean it's easier to do now but it's tougher to get noticed but the point is um with like the TV industry, I, I noticed that they're doing that same sort of thing where you have a lot of we have a lot of platform exclusivity, and like that's why like piracy was kind of on my mind since that seems to be how the collective like internet is responding to you know not having Netflix mm-hmm. or hating Netflix but wanting to you know but but only wanting to pay for like Disney Plus or whatever or you know in the Philippines. Uh, good number of us how do we watch the mandalorian ah i wonder you know how uh, the to the to the students that were talking about how they're excited to watch one division how do you watch one actually thank you for reminding me i gotta get that the first two episodes i heard it's good it's all right it's all right okay yeah, I think the market in, in many ways will respond, you know. Uh, and that's why I'm not particularly enraged over the whole Twitter issue. It's precisely because when you look at the history, um, there's not a single platform who has really outlived 
<laughs> many yeah. things. It's it's kind of like restaurant business. At some point, there is really a, a expiration date. Uh, I may be talking too early. I don't know if Mark, if Facebook will be with us until eternity. But um, it, it's kind of safe to say that it's not. It's actually losing dominance at this point. Yeah. Um, in terms of not just in terms of user. Uh, number, but in terms of they're having trouble with uh, maximizing their space, literally for advertising. No, that's why they're moving, moving more and more to Instagram, and yeah. more Instagram users are actually trying to find different platforms because it's become a marketplace, and and it's get and they're, and they're getting turned off. So, in many ways, I think that the Facebook design is a, might end up actually ruining itself in the process. It could be it could be an internal um kind of like Rome, no? It's going to end up really it's oh, no. fall, it's going to fall because of that, no? I mean it's more of internal strife than anything. Um but if we don't learn our lessons here, no, we're just going to repeat. And I think going back to your Netflix example, I think must democratize your music industry. No? Because if you subscribe to YouTube, if I subscribe to Spotify, there's there's really no such thing as like what we have in Netflix. You can only have a certain number of shows because you have an HBO exclusive, you have a Disney exclusive, and they're all pulling out from from Netflix. But Spotify, you pretty much still have all. You know? So one service actually provides. So I think for music, it might survive better because of that. But of course, that's the different issue with how much they compensate the. Of the <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's another issue altogether, right? But um, yeah, so I think that in terms of tech, it might yeah. eventually respond to to it. Like it will also lead to more options. No? But how will how we will adapt to that? That's another story. I, I can actually kind of see it. Yeah, when, when talking about like how Facebook is on its way out, uh, Vida and Javi, you guys both. Uh, how, how do we put this without sounding like a pedophile? Um, <laughs> you both like have students, right? I was going to say you both yeah. handle kids, right? So, like, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. really bad. <laughs> right? Um, no problem with that. <laughs> yeah, but, like, <laughs> your, your, your kids, mom, your kids, how many of them are actually on Facebook as the social media platform versus like, they're only there because that's where all the teachers like get in touch with them. The younger ones definitely are less. I mean, at least my observation is they 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 inhabit the world of Instagram and TikTok at this point, and Twitter. That's where they rage. No, the Twitter is rage, um, rage venue, heaven. but then the rest are are for whatever. For me, yeah. to be honest, I don't really check. Um, so like some of them like message me on like Facebook Messenger about like, sir, why is my grade like this? But like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's your good answer for that? By the way, sure. no, yeah. Do you believe in divine intervention? No, that's not what I, I, I was thinking about. Now he was—he's a good student. Um, he just submitted all his um projects like a day late. So he's like, "Why is my grade sixty-one?" I'm like, "Because because you submitted a day late, so your grade is sixty-one." Because it's, but I I I don't have. I have Facebook, yes. I have Instagram, but I don't have TikTok. I don't have like so, like I can, I can, I they my students message me on Facebook Messenger because they know I have it, but I cannot speak to the younger generation about like TikTok or anything like that. So, mm. 
you might be experiencing the younger ones might actually be experiencing social media fatigue more than the old ones, older actually. ones, because they their their whole lives right now are literally uh, using technology, and it's not by choice <laughs> because they're spending how many hours actually using Zoom. So, so they might expounded by the pandemic. All, yeah. Like all like here. So there might be the generation to go back to analog. I don't know. That'll be interesting. No. <laughs> you know, I absolutely love this. Like I, I absolutely love that like the kids seem to be having like social media fatigue or whatever, because that means less people are like messaging me. I used to have a lot of students <laughs> message me on Messenger or whatever. But like now not not so much. Yeah, because they associate it already with work, with school. No? They're, yeah. they're, they're, it's not an escape from school now or, or family life. It is everything for them. Yeah, so it's to escape school and family life, they have to turn off social media. That's an amazing I know. response. Yeah. I love it. For us, for us, we have like options for the school. Like, there's uh, you can do wired or non-wired. Non-wired okay. is like it's mod- for us. It's modular. Uh, the school, the the classes are modular and ba- in basis so if it's non-wired we give the modules like as you know uh wired is like online so yeah yeah so i have i've had students who message me like have done the wired like online now or like can i do the offline can i do non-wired i'm like why not because like i'm saying no but i'm like i'm just curious like why yeah. he goes because i cannot you know handle the my classmates, and I think I can do it on my own if it's just with me and I, I can manage my own time. I'm like, okay, good. Then yeah. do it when we get when we give our because we usually have like a a uh, poll so that we can gauge like how to develop our classes. Uh, I told him like just say offline so that we can prepare. Yeah. So there's. I like how. Hmm? I like the evolution of. Um, access to education from um, where you want it, when you want it, and now how you want it. Yeah. Yeah. As a teacher, though, I I, I dread like whenever students or I, I dread if students don't have uh, or pref- would prefer to go for the offline like version of it because that actually means I'm going to have to rely less on that Socratic like go find out and report back to me. Yeah. <laughs> It's just right? one time, like, they send everything back. Yeah. And they read everything. Yeah. I mean, it's like, because um, some, some of my lessons are, um, I, I give a nice, like, nice introduction. And then the part that is supposed to be the actual delivery of content is a series of questions that they should go out and answer. Mm-hmm. And how they answer that? Well, search the internet, you know? Yeah, and like if they go for a completely offline sort of version of that, I'm going to have to actually type out the lecture. That's true. I I, I did. I just did that this afternoon <laughs> for my asynchronous. <laughs> you have to translate what you're saying, like how you you're not supposed to write it in a very academic way, and I'm used to. You know, talking about politics in class, so in a more academic way, theories, and 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 all of a sudden, I have to really do it in bite size, you know, um, so it can be digested easily. And I, yeah, I have a problem with 
trusting my own lecture and just saying that, yeah, you guys can understand that. Because again, like me, if I talk jargon, I expect my senior students, college students to go, you you should understand that. Mm. <laughs> which is not the same. Which is not the same for, you know, a, a senior high school. So that's where I'm having a real uh, crisis right now to be dramatic about it because yeah there's going to be very little way for me to know in many ways if they're understanding it have you ever so, you know, have you ever done that thing where you just like record where you uh, not record your lecture but um, have like Microsoft Word or whatever transcribe what you say and just no not <laughs> no, no. you haven't not tried right. that yet no 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 have you done that Joe yeah, yeah. Some of my, you know, some of my like lessons. Wow. I, I just, I, I just hit the like transcribe button or whatever and deliver it as I would be delivering a lecture, and then go back and do all of the punctuation after. And then you send it to them. Yeah. I, I, I would just record myself like speaking, even if zero video, and then just send it to them. Yeah, that's what. But that's what we're, we're doing also. Um, we have our synchronous classes. Like in, in in senior high school, we're supposed to have four classes per week. Okay. But uh, we were told by management that, yeah, it's four classes, but they can only do so much in terms of synchronous. They, they really get fatigued. I understand that. And so yeah. my students were the ones who actually told me that, uh, Miss, we can do maximum of two per week. Uh, synchronous. What's, so, uh, what's, what's synchronous? Sorry, I'm not. Yeah, well, but live basically or recorded. So so we don't check attendance, so anyone can attend. So I'm not expecting all students will have the same access. So it's recorded and then we upload it so that others can have time the moment they have access to download it or to watch it. Yeah. yeah. yeah so you, schedule, like, you schedule like a Zoom yeah. for the whole class, mm-hmm. but you don't check attendance even if like you have a class of like say 30 Mm-hmm. I, I I have a class of like twenty nine this semester. And oh, that's uh, you guys. We have like classes of forty. That's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm I think I'm the spoiled. I'm the most spoiled in this. I know, eh? among the teachers here because UANP population is <laughs> is really small compared to. They're really proud of that. Five. Huh? For now, yeah. And only five attend like the synchronous, and it's only one hour a week. I, I really like it when I actually really like it when a lot of kids are absent. <laughs> Why? Right? Because because they're forced to interact with you. Yeah. Right? Because like if if you know sometimes I end up with like 35 kids that so, are just there they're, they're just they're just names but and and when I say all right chat you know throw a question or whatever you're going to have like four or five people answer and everybody else just radio silence and it's. I'd rather have those five people there. That's, yeah, the I, I would agree with that. You know. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like it when a lot of people are absent, um, and it makes it easier to like justify a low grade, especially if you're doing like recitation. Like, what? Well, you, you were never there, <laughs> and you, you, you were never, so quiet in chat. You never gave an excuse letter. Do I? I, I <laughs> but I don't know. Well, we're not we're not supposed to check out a grade recitation if it's yeah. attendance yeah. is not mm-hmm. if attendance is not mandatory. That's why I'm I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, I like like if it's like a normal like face to face class. I I I like like fifteen twenty 
Yeah, yeah. It's so oh, yeah, interesting, exactly. like listening to you educators yeah. talk about the struggles of 10x content philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what this is. Yeah, what you're doing, Educate. right? The way you're being asked to create a video and then turn that into a podcast and then turn that into a newsletter or an article. And then you're gonna, your students can just choose whichever format that they want. And mm-hmm. for all we know, you're, you're going to be asking to create like a TikTok video version of it or an Instagram <laughs> post of it. <laughs> there they are, well, they're little... say, like, say, multimedia arts college students. They're, they're doing multimedia, bachelor's in multimedia arts, right? And they're complaining me and AG that their general education subjects are giving them more requirements than their their their, their degree itself. It's like my PE teacher is asking me to record myself like exercise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. An exercise. Like, but I'm not a I'm I'm a multi I'm an artist. Like but no, like what? So we're that's our thing now. We're trying to like figure out like how do we make their online education like it's I have to a, give it to PE teachers, though. How do you do? How do you <laughs> online classes and physical them? education? How do you? Uh, like I'm sure, I online, right? It's, it's, <laughs> so, so I don't believe because PE teacher. Yeah, and exactly. It, it's for me the most challenging. I, I cannot imagine mm. myself not doing that. Yeah, no. What, what our PE teacher did was um, focus on fitness. So how? his requirements, how, how? his requirements were. Um, his requirement is something along the lines of like have a have a fitness like journal, oh, okay, and then define mm-hmm. your goals. So you know, by the end of this term, I want to be able to do this, or by the end of the term, I want to lose this much weight, or I want to get my BMI to this, and then progression. Yeah, so may, then, may mga quarterly check-ins parang ganon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. Now show me that you can run one kilometer like yeah. in five minutes. Yeah. Can I just talk about the injustice of not having a bleep test at this point? For... <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Yes. That's child abuse. Um, now. How do you do bleep test during the pandemic? Wait, can like, you imagine they, that? They had, we people had to go through that, and now you know they have know. no right to complain about. Is that child abuse? Yes. I don't know if it's a child abuse. I, I, I seem to remember. Like, why was it child abuse? Unless Brixton's in the PE class, of course it's child abuse. <laughs> but because I would think, because, because everything is child abuse these days, dude. Everything is child abuse these days. A little Even bit of hassle? That, you know, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes, that's my, that's my main my main concern when they told me that, okay, I'm going to teach senior high school. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. I might end up with one parent complaining that uh you know I might be brainwashing the student or you know whatever. Um so I mean yeah those are my worries of course because you know again yeah. um teaching high school is a whole different ball game than the academic freedom that is expected and regarded of course on a college level. Yeah, I know it's different. Eh? Mm. Your your role as parents, patria, whatever it is, is different in high school. Eh? Mm-hmm. Like, there is that certain expectation that you are more parent-ish and think about the psycho-emotional development of the student and therefore there is more avenue for you to be liable for child abuse. Or 
<laughs> pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and missteps. No, um, experience of teaching grade five. Oh yeah, you were a high school teacher like a couple of years. When ago. was that? Where's that again? What school? Bannister Academy. Um, oh yeah, no wonder. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. You were a teach there. <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I will not say anything against Bannister. It's a really good school. Yeah. Um, but I would say, I when I say I have the unfortunate experience of teaching grade five is because their teacher quit. And I was the only qualified English teacher to teach. And, he, and they were like, can you teach it? I'm like, without n- knowing anything, like, yes. I'm like, okay, is it more money? Yes, okay. But- the important questions. But then, yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then your additional compensation isn't commensurate to the amount of work that you have to put into like a completely separate prep. Oh my God. It's like being it's like being a homeroom teacher. They give you a little bit of extra cash, sure, but I the amount of stuff that you have to worry about as a homeroom teacher. I'll, I'll, I'll do percentages. Um, sixty percent of them were they had some issues with their mental health. Mental health. Yeah. Sixty percent. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, were told, that's you were told to be to be more conscious of that too, and and you know, not to. I mean, I. I'm trying to be, but you know, I'm an old millennial, like first gen millennial. So it's kind of like the Gen X. We're still the Gen X. So there's that mentality of yes, we are a lot, a little bit more sensitive, but at the same time, we were kind of also in an environment where you have to suck it in. Yeah, you know, um, and you don't talk to your teachers about these things unless you you don't talk to your teacher, except if it's related to the grades, if related to. Um, but there, you're expected now. I was told you know, to to expect that some students will will we'll talk to out. me about those things, and I have to reach out. And I, and, and uh, yeah, those those things. Ungodly hours. Yeah. So subconsciously, I knew that it is part of the job, but I'm confronted now <laughs> suddenly with like, oh yeah, okay, it is part of the job. You no, know? so so it's a yeah, different. It's very different. Set expectations with the kids oh. at the beginning of the term. Mm. Right, guys. I don't reply after five p.m. And then, like, put your, put your put your put your, at those, put your money where your mouth is. Like, yeah, like um, we use I know we use MS Teams as our we yeah. use MS Teams for our school, no. So I really make it the case now it doesn't notify me of anything after like five, and only starts notifying me at like seven in, or seven thirty in the morning. So even if they did try to get in touch with me, sorry, like yeah, there's yeah. no way that you know you can do that. But you know, which like, is... students are very creative with like researching like who you are and like you know. That's why I have this set. That's why I have the podcast, no, and that's why like we have stuff on YouTube. We just put so much stuff out there that if they try <laughs> to do any sort of research on me, there's going to be too much for them to do, and they just end up becoming fatigued. That's yes. True. That's true. <laughs> like, so I really check out my YouTube, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do I really have to spend one hour listening to Mr. Atienza <laughs> <laughs> trying to find information about him on about YouTube? Getting some dirt. <laughs> dirt. Posting it online without context and oh, canceling yeah. him. <laughs> he gave me a bad time on this oh, class. <laughs> okay. And I put clap. Emojis, 
in between merge. <laughs> <laughs> Although to no. be fair, there was one student uh, that if I don't know. If, sorry if I if, if I sound a little bit presumptuous, no. But if I were like if if if, if I were Vida, he was like the Jow of the class, and <laughs> and and what this guy did was he went through all of the Third World Linux podcasts. Oh, I remember this story. And he um, he got a bunch of different like voice clips of me saying whatever, and, and he, he made like a he made a, he made a Mister Etienne's voice pack. <laughs> He made a soundboard with Zhao. <laughs> he made a soundboard with some of the stuff that I said on the podcast. And I found that so amazing. Can I have that? Because, like, we, I- might, we might have stickers of Telegram somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Zoom, <laughs> please. We're trying to promote esports and like the education spectrum. And I want that back. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. And it was, it was really yeah. cool. And and he he debuted it but during uh, I, I like to do like uh, Harkness tables or Socratic circles or whatever where we have like a number of sorry about that we have like a number of students you know sit in the middle of the class and have like a student led discussion about mm-hmm. a topic that I throw at them and if ever you know and if ever he wanted to say something poignant he'd whip out something from the Mr. Tienza voice pack. <laughs> <laughs> what's his favorite sound yeah, bite what's from his you? favorite sound bite right, I hope right. it's not too right. yeah, yeah. something like that's freaking horrible or something like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to request for that and then when my, my students start consulting I'll just hold on this is my <laughs> this is my reaction to your outline freaking amazing <laughs> Oh my god! Like an audio <laughs> GIF reaction, right? Yeah. That was amazing. It was it was a lot of. Is he still your now, cool. or like? No, no, no. This was like two years ago. What, what grade did you give him? Like, I mean, he, he did pretty well. He did pretty well because he, he was he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Like his papers were good. He had really good presentations and all of that. So you, you know, smart and everything. Yeah, he probably in in, in the nineties, Siguro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, that's a good grade. Yeah, I mean, so you're teaching high school or senior high school? Senior high. Senior high too. Yeah. <sighs> but ideally, they're supposed to be college already. You, you, yeah. the, the senior highs I'm teaching right now, basically, guys, that, those were you, no? Yeah. Uh, so freshmen and sophomore. Yeah. But yeah, I I do notice a difference in in how should I say it? Demeanor. Yeah, well, and and maybe in many ways also confidence. I don't know how to put it without making it sound like, you know, I'm putting them down. But there's a certain level of confidence before among my students. Like, it, it, you kind of have this feeling that you're actually dealing with adults. Yeah. Um, maybe it's the labeling that you're the expectation because you are in college. So I don't know how that changes yeah. also your your, after, your attitude. But is it the yeah. after, is this when they, they finish senior high? Or like... Just say you're in college. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. But, but say, you know, dealing with the freshmen and sophomores back then, I, I taught a lot of them. There's a certain, again, uh, certain feeling that I was dealing with adults. You know, young as they are, they're young adults, but still adults. You know, there's a certain. But here, it's quite clear. At least their, you know, management is making it very clear to me that I'm dealing with children. Uh, yeah, because they're under 18. 
you guys were under 18 at freshman. Most, a lot of you. I was 16 when I entered into college. Because yeah, I didn't have grade 7. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. But parang, parang there, there's this particular expectation that I'm feeling even though they're 17 and 18. I asked them, well, how old are you? 17, 18. Mm-hmm. But the expectation is I still treat them like children. Yeah. But that's, we're just talking uh, about a label between senior high school and college. Like, like 20? When they say I'm like 19, turning mm-hmm. 20, or like when they say I'm 21, but ah, uh, okay, this student is like mature. Yeah, well, there's oh, that parang, expectation. Uh, yeah. It's not, it's not oh. because of like, I don't know. It's a number. It, it might be a number, but it's like, that, that, like when I was 19 and 21, it's different. It was different, like the mindset. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, the moron that I was at 17, what? my freshman, the moron that I was in my freshman year of college is something that I look back Joe, on. Joe, you were always in the tents. Probably should have been, yeah. Well, you know, you were always at the tents, doing well, stuff had... that probably wasn't proper for yeah. a seventeen-year-old to be doing. Probably, <laughs> that was probably the wrong person. Only got experience tents for was one semester. You know, definitely not. Definitely doing, doing things that definitely seventeen-year-olds shouldn't have been doing in the middle of the afternoon. Oh, you know? oh okay. <laughs> but I do believe that there's. Something to what Vida's pointing out. Yeah, and no, I, mean, like I can say the, it, the, can t- say the title change from from high school to college also means like a mindset change. Like when I remember when I graduated from high school and I was like, "All right, I'm college now. I should be getting my stuff together." So Same yeah, I gotta enter it with a different mindset. Than when I was in high school and tried to do it a little more seriously. I didn't. I didn't do that. I, I was delayed because, like, my first year, I was like, "Oh, freedom!" <laughs> <laughs> the big difference, but the big difference between high school and college kids really? is the parents. Yeah. It really, okay. Involvement of the parents. Involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The involvement of the parents, because if you're in college, theoretically, yeah. you can just like not tell your parents your grade. The what? A, you don't? The, you and don't. the social peer of your parents, you know, like going to school and talking to your teachers, I think there's like a, the no. embarrassment. there's an embarrassment right there, right? I mean, yeah. the social yeah. pressure, the peer pressure. So, but then when when you're in when when it's high school, there is sort of that expectation for the parents to have a parent-teacher conference, and that that, that can also have a bit of an uh, a bit of a an effect, at least for us as 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 the teachers. Mm-hmm. Now we view them more as kids because their parents, the because of the looming shadow of the parent there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I know it's weird. I like, like Norm said, I just started to get more serious when I entered college. I, like in high school, when I go home, first thing I do, do I study? No. Hey, there's a PS2. Yeah. First thing I do in college, at, like freshman or sophomore, or third year, before like, uh, before I squat in ELB. For majors, like, oh, I'm back home. What am I gonna do? Oh, here, here's a handout. I gotta like sit my ass for two, three hours to read this, and then PS2. <laughs> but that's the thing. If if the expectation of adding the, of of implementing the K twelve is that we are preparing students more to become more prepared to yeah. adulthood, I'm not sure then if the extra two years is doing that, or are we just prolonging also their childhood? 
I would say there's... It's a good question. Yeah. 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 Say, like ideally, the one of the end goals of K-12 is that you, many people can opt not to go to college and go straight to work. Yes, that's why I'm pro K to twelve because right, right, yeah. Ideally, shortening to work after college. But given, given, but given what we're talking about, that it seems to just prolonging their childhood. Are we preparing them in fact to adulthood? Yeah, if if they're not even behaving, or you know, it's it's the impact, unintended consequences prolonging that, and assuming that they're not going to go to college and they're going to go straight to work. Um, I'm not sure if employers are ready to have. Employers yeah, exactly. They're not going to employ eight to twelve graduates. Yeah, so because so, our K to twelve sucks. <laughs> if we had a decent K to twelve system, <laughs> right? If we like I mean, Germany, yeah, or or you look at the the British like O levels and A levels. Kids that come out of like the A level, which is essentially like a twelve year, which is essentially mm-hmm. grades like zero to twelve or grade one to twelve or whatever, those people are employable. You, they can like work at a steel mill or something. Or but something essential there that's different is that they have also apprenticeship programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we don't have. So if if you're going to go technical vocational here, I'm not sure if they're just going to put you somewhere and they expect you to do to weld something exceptionally well <laughs> after your K-12 classes. Right? Yeah. So that's, I think, one of the major advantages of the British system that they really have. And their apprenticeship is that they really have to apply for it. Like if you're a company or a construction company, you accommodate and that gives you points something. You know, there's, yeah. there are incentives for that. So we don't have that, of course. So you're right. Napaka this disjointed ng K-12 program natin. So what I'm I'm hearing like the most logistically plausible scenario is that the extension to K to twelve is actually TESDA. Um TESDA the technical vocational, yes. But you know you know what's funny? Yes, TESDA technical was vocational. actually you know, TESDA was actually a response to the legal parang minimum working age being eighteen, but we were graduating high school kids at sixteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we graduate kids at high for we graduate high school. We used to graduate high you school. You have those two. 16. And then you have two years before they Man. can even start to work. Mm. And so I, lo- I, I would I can imagine like the conversation in that room, like we've got two more years, guys. What, what do, do we do? do? <laughs> yeah, and that's why you find so many two-year courses in Tesla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have two a lot of those two-year courses in Tesla because your kids need something to do after they graduate high school. So a two-year program before they can legally begin to work. Mm. So yeah, there there are a lot of problems no, with the K twelve. Um, some benefit to like the K to twelve, like dealing with like college, like my my the the demographic of my students now are like they're supposed to be in like their third year of college, but it, it, without K to twelve, they're supposed to be like one year after graduation. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And I and like dealing with like college students before that, I can see like some some sense of like maturity in a way. But I don't know if it's like enough to to justify like having two years of senior high school. Well, ako, uh, I'm I'm actually I, I actually quite like the senior high school program, or I not I don't like the senior high school program. I like the idea the idea of graduating kids at eighteen. Mm, yeah. Because when I was because when I was sixteen, like I had no idea what I was gonna do with my life, yeah. you know. which is you know and. 
which which is why I like the school that we went to because uh, we had we had those extra two years before we actually had to choose a major mm-hmm. and that was eighteen mm-hmm. and that's when I had a bit of a clearer picture as to like where where this where this life was going to go I mean it was still a little yeah really, all like twenty years old but- so you know i I don't know the the, I know. I think the fundamental problem, with or one of the big problems with the system we had before was we were asking sixteen, seventeen-year-olds to decide what they wanted to do for the rest of their life. Yeah. And if I know, uh, and to Vida's point, no, there does seem to be this extension of childhood. It's something that we see throughout. I know. It's something that we see throughout history. Now, as we as we progress as a society, we keep our kids as kids longer, which is yeah. kind of interesting. And this is sort of a reflection of that, because it used it's to like, be the case. Right? If you take any sort of dev psych class, they'll tell you that back in the day, kids were viewed as small adults, and the moment they could start yeah. working the fields, they'd put them in the field. Yeah, mm-hmm. even in well, if we go back to to industrial Europe. At the age of twelve, they were the ones in demand because they can. There's Small enough to clean chimneys, so they yeah. were all over the industrial places. No? So, can you imagine no? the health hazard today? That would have been a cause for huge concern. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those things. In theory, I like graduating kids at eighteen, but the way it's being handled now is not really that great. Which is, well, yeah, I guess. We the, the the core of the problem for how it's being implemented right now, the K to twelve system here is parang if I understand correctly, was that it was a response to uh the requirement of um fast food workers being like at least two years in college and that was a little too much to ask for some people. And also for industry. I mean it's it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> Internationalization oh, also. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. also for those who want to go to college abroad, you know. Um, because we graduate with a baccalaureate here at the age of twenty twenty one. So if you if you want to take a master's, for example, in in England, they're gonna ask you to take another master's because it's not the degree, but it's the number of years of education that they're also looking into. So from the technical vocational all the way to the uh, formal, you know, college education. K-12 was meant to address all of those things. But I think also we're, it's quite unfair to, to, to lay it all down on K-12 because prior to K-12, the, the system is problematic. Yeah. The, the curriculum itself. So you just added it on. Like add on ka lang eh kasi may problema na na malaki. No? So it's all over the place. No? <laughs> and they added two years of equal curriculum. Exactly. So, so, so yeah. I still so can't all believe. the therapy. Oh, do, do do they still have Polgov in the no? or or something or, or a Polgov equivalent in college? Uh, yeah, because we still offer the four year degree program, and we call it the Polthot and Gov nga. Okay, yeah, because I uh, know because like, um, Polgov is only required for humes. So high school, it's only required for humes, right? Mm-hmm. So you know your STEM kids, your ABM kids, and in, Really? Isn't that constitution? Because that's in the constitution. You have to offer constitutional studies. Kaya nga eh. Kaya nga eh. Oh. Which is um, why I was wondering because 
like our STEM kids and our ABM kids don't have to take Philippine politics and governance. So I was asked, I was wondering, is that college. in that's, college that or did they take they it out of take it? It's a college subject. Yeah, there is probably more flexibility there. Because the requirement is that, but it should be in high school now. Because the assumption nga is that if you're not, if you're taking K twelve, you're more likely not to take college, yeah. and it should it should go down to the high school level. So I'm not sure about uh, what happened in your in your school why they're not teaching it. But ideally, uh, unlike history and Filipino, um, you, it's in the constitution talaga, like Rizal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. Because DepEd said that Philippine politics and governance is a specialized subject. Hindi siya core. It is a specialized subject for the Hume's strand. Oh, that's... that's Yeah. I think that's... Uh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, for, for somebody who teaches citizenship, that's going to be quite a headache. No? And they, they impact may even be more severe socially. No? Not uh-huh. just in terms of class, but yeah. And... and are dealing with the, because like the, uh, Chad said like Filipino is not a requirement well everybody takes Filipino in high school okay yan <laughs> pare we got this high school got this kanang mag-alala sa Filipino pare Filipino 1 to 3 that's taken up in high school okay exactly so like the Filipino teachers in college are like it's not enough yeah, I mean, yeah but then it wasn't enough before I get like like Vita is yeah, foreseeing for the citizenship. The problems, yeah. So what uh, the teachers are are dealing with, uh, the, the Filipino college teacher teachers are dealing with right now. But I'm surprised yeah. about that one that Deped uh, categorized it as specialized subject. Is diba? for you know, parang, and that's why I was wondering if Ched still required something similar. As part of the general curriculum? No. As part of the general subjects? No. In fact, they wanted to even lessen general subjects. They wanted... The, the plan of that, of CHED, rather, sorry, of CHED was to make general subjects parang one year. Parang kumbaga, let's go, let's go the Lasallian way in the 90s, 90s, and where you graduated the age after three years of college. Mm. They wanted yeah. to really shorten the general education and then... Right now. All right. See you. Thank you. Hi. No, he said he's in La Salle right now. Oh, oh sorry. You're in La Salle. Oh, you're saying goodbye. I think he was oh, waving goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you said. <laughs> I thought you said you're a little bat. I guess the green shirt should have like, tipped me yeah. off. I'm sorry. La Salians were graduating yeah. at the age of 19 and no one complained about immaturity. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, it's been their system. Um, and Chad wanted to, I to, to kind of do that too. So, uh, but of course, universities from because of different reasons from the economic, you no know, profitability, you know, I mean, survival yeah. rather. Um, obviously, you, you're going to that also would mean you're going to remove many faculty members. So from the practical to to educational ideal, um, you know, ideation and all, it wasn't well accepted. Obviously, no, nobody wanted to follow the three-year plan. Nine. I don't know. In theory, the way it should have been was the general subject should have been pushed down to high school. Yeah. 
AP, no? They call it the AP, the Basque States, yeah. AP yeah. subjects. All of the general subjects should have been pushed down to high school. And then your college is primarily majors. That way you have specialists coming out of college. Yeah. But I instead, they're that's teaching. Not, that's not what's happening. That, that, that's not what's happening. We have a weird hodgepodge where in, I know, where in high school, you have kids that are taking STEM, taking up calculus. Kids that are in the humanities, taking mm. up Philippine politics and governance. And kids that are in ABM, taking up like whatever organizational management is. And then they end up going into college and still having to take readings in Philippine history. So you take you take Philipp- readings in Philippine history, put that in high school, take calculus, put that in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. You, you yeah. know, I don't well, know. I think in, I think at least in UANP, it's it's more like that. No, um, they try to really bring down many of the college subjects. It's a little bit confusing because we have several strands of of batches now. We have the so called six YP. Oh, yeah. Um, the straight program from K to 12, from senior high school okay. all the way to master's. So they take it in six years, everything. I feel bad. Um, I, I yeah. Feel and then you have the four YP, the regular baccalaureate. And then you have the five YP. So Which is what you were like. What you had. Yeah, we had five YP. So I'm teaching YP technically YP. three batches in one subject yeah, right YP. now. Yeah. I don't know. It, it seems it, that, that just seems like the more logical thing to do, to, to rearrange it that way. Mm. I don't, that's how I. That's always how I've kind of viewed it. Why are reading in Philippine history in college? When that should and Rizal, when that should be taken by everybody, you can put that in high school and all of the specialized subjects that DepEd proposed. Put that all in college in the individual like courses. Mm. I have no answer everybody. for that except for Rizal because it's in the constitution. You have to teach it in college. My, my lolo. Mm. <laughs> so uh-huh. that one, there's you have to amend the constitution. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to, yeah. To remove, the constitution. Yeah, the constitution. That should be it. That should be in high school. Mm. And it should be in senior high school specifically because senior high school, the entire senior high school program doesn't have a single history subject. All the history has has to be senior because that's where they absorb everything, like to a degree of like. Yeah, I saw the high school curriculum of DepEd, and yeah. No, there's not a single history subject. That's something that's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. That's true. I was surprised because yeah. I was doing a consultancy work a few months ago on human rights education. And it's the most frustrating read. I mean, just going through the whole curriculum, I'm like, there's no human rights education because you don't even have, you basically have no social science, no? and that includes uh, history and, and yeah. And then we ask, like, students ask her, like, do you know about this? And they're like, no. And they're like, Shouldn't you know about it? And well, it's like, relegated. It's been relegated to, like, one lesson in UCSP. Mm-hmm. There were human rights and the common good is, like, one lesson in UCSP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You introduce child's rights at third grade, um, but then it's like skipping it. Then you find little things about human rights in the sixth grade, and then you find it on the senior high school. So yeah. the, the information just won't stick. I cannot imagine it. Yeah. So, so yeah, UCSP. When I when I was handling UCSP. That was, I, I guess, the scariest class that I ever had to handle because of how important it is in the sense that, yeah, talking about human rights education. Yeah. 
that's the only place you'll really find it explicitly mm-hmm. in you know the in the senior high school curriculum mm-hmm. and then on top of that you have to talk to them about all of the good social science stuff <laughs> so yeah and, and Kate, yeah and the senior high school teachers yeah you're kind of like you're expected to deliver a college level education <laughs> under under high school rules no so I, I don't know how do you do that um, I'm I'm only there for nine weeks, no. But for you guys, you know, you're you're that's that's really your advocacy and your vocation right now. So something, I really cannot imagine. Something my boss told me was handle the classroom like high school. Wait, are you saying you're in Lasal? All right, all right, man. Take- <laughs> okay, now you're saying goodbye, Red. <laughs> okay. Ah. All right now, the battery is. <coughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, man.